This is Frank Dominguez for the WDAV Piedmont Arts Podcast. The Winston-Salem Symphony has been conducting an American Idol-like series of concerts to determine its next music director, with feedback from audiences and patrons factoring into the decision. The next conductor up for the position is Robert Franz, who is having a homecoming of sorts when he leads the orchestra in the Stevens Center, Sunday, January 6th at 3 p.m., and Tuesday the 8th at 7.30 p.m. He's on the phone with me now to talk about the program and his aspirations to lead the orchestra. Robert, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Before we talk about the concert program, tell me about your earlier experience living in Winston-Salem and attending what was known then as the North Carolina School of the Arts, now UNC School of the Arts. You know, it was um, it was really an incredible it's an incredible time. So I grew up uh, in Davidson, actually, right in Davidson. My uh, family moved there when I was 11 years old from upstate New York, and um, from an early age, I became aware of the School of the Arts and my sort of connection and passion to music led me to um, wanting to study, uh, of course, full-time. And uh, so when it came time for college, I did exactly what I counsel other uh, up-and-coming college students to not do, and that is I applied to just one school, the North Carolina School of the Arts, <laughs> and I put all my eggs in that basket, and luckily for me, they accepted that. And um, I went there, and you know, it was kind of funny. I, I hadn't really... I didn't have a sense of how um, amazing of a conservatory the North Carolina School of the Arts was until I got there and just started to interact with the not only the students but the the faculty from all over the world. And so I soaked it up and I became uh, just an avid um, learner. And um, it, it was just it was an incredible experience, an incredible time in my life. And that's actually when I decided to become a conductor. So I went to School of the Arts to study the oboe. And I have a bachelor's degree in oboe performance. But halfway through, I, I decided to try to take uh, conducting. I took a conducting class, and I fell in love with it. And when I was about to graduate from undergrad, the School of the Arts said, we're starting this new graduate program. Would you like to be the first conducting student to go through? And, and I was like, sure, absolutely. That sounds great. So I stayed on and uh, ended up getting a master's degree uh, in conducting from School of the Arts. Now, does uh, growing up in North Carolina and having connections to the area uh, sort of uh, give you an advantage, you think, that you can exploit in pursuing this particular job? Well, you know, here's the thing. Um, life changes. Life moves on for everyone. And it's been 20 years since I uh, lived in Winston-Salem. So it has been a while. And when I was back there um, a year ago for an interview with the symphony, I was um, amazed at what had happened to Winston-Salem over those 20 years and how it had grown and changed and morphed into a modern-day city. And uh, I'm really excited to explore and get to know Winston uh, with new eyes and with with new fresh eyes. Of course, I have lots of um, friends and colleagues, and uh, I have lots of memories. Um, uh, One of the things that I did when I got out of uh, NCSA was that I, I... looked for a job everywhere I could find, and uh, no one would hire me because I had no experience. And of course, in order to get experience, you have to have a job. So I thought, well, I'll just start my own orchestra. I mean, how hard can it be? And the great thing about being 24 is that you don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> and um, so I started a group called the Carolina Chamber Symphony, and actually our very first concert uh, took place. It was based in Winston-Salem, but our very fir- first concert took place at Spirit Square in Charlotte. And uh, we I ended up um, conducting and running that orchestra for 10 years, 
uh, even into getting my first job at the Louisville Orchestra, which happened a number of years later. But that was my first professional experience. I raised money and learned how to run an orchestra, and I started conducting a professional orchestra and played on the campus of Davidson College many times. Um, but it was a, it was a great way for me to learn what it meant to be a conductor. And I've got to think that having those connections and that feeling for the area has got to serve you well uh, if you're fortunate enough to be chosen for this uh, position. It definitely, I, I would say this, it would definitely, if, I, if I'm if i the one who is chosen, it would definitely mean that I could hit the ground running in a way that I think would be really unique, uh, certainly for me. I mean, I've, I've uh, obviously won other positions in my life, and it's almost always been in a community that I knew nothing about. And I learned quickly, and I, I was, I'm always really eager to find out as much as I can about whatever community that I'm working in. But it is kind of interesting to go back to a place like Winston and say, oh, I remember back in the 80s when this happened. And in the 90s when this so all of a sudden actually Frank I became that person when when I took the little tour around town yeah. um, because they gave me a tour when I was up there in my interview and I was like oh I remember in 96 when that happened and I, I listened to myself and I thought okay <laughs> I think I've turned into my father <laughs> <laughs> Now, since you were here, you've worked with several orchestras around the country. I think you're in Houston right now and also an orchestra in Canada. So tell us about those experiences and what are some of the accomplishments you've had with these other posts that uh, you might possibly recreate as music director of the Winston-Salem Symphony? Well, um, so I've been really, really fortunate in my career, and it's sort of my career has had two paths. One is the um, sort of assistant associate conductor path, and on that path, I was um, associate conductor of the Louisville Orchestra, where I not only did concerts for tens and tens of thousands of students each year, but I actually managed and ran their new music series, which was kind of a big deal in Louisville at the time, especially. And we had all of these composers, major composers of the day, all came through Louisville during my time there, and I did concerts of their music with them in the house. Then I moved on to the the Buffalo Philharmonic as the resident conductor there. And, and um, between Buffalo and Louisville, I actually um, won the Leonard Bernstein Award for uh, Education Programming in both cities. And that had to do with uh, not only the use and the in, uh, inclusion of contemporary music, living by, music by living composers for education concerts, but also it included my passion and my work uh, for young people. And then that eventually led to my associate conductor position at the Houston Symphony, uh, which I am now um, in my 11th season as associate conductor. And I do concerts here for about 60 or 65,000 kids a year. So over the last 20 years, it's really literally been well over a million uh, students that I've conducted education concerts for. So that's one side. The other side uh, is, was my work in Mansfield, Ohio, and then uh, Boise, uh, Idaho, and now in Windsor, Ontario, working in communities that are about roughly the size of, of Winston-Salem. What became obvious to me is that uh, as music director of the orchestra, I really had a role in setting the agenda for the community, musically speaking, in helping to raise the, the awareness of young musicians, especially, but musicians of all sorts um, throughout the community, and also building bridges with the orchestra, so creating partnerships and I would say that as I look back at the last 20 years, that, that some of the things that have been the biggest deal for me have been sort of these partnerships that I've been able to create in the community. So, for instance, in Windsor, where I am now as music director, which is a community 
just outside of Detroit in Ontario. And um, we have created um, a, a really strong tie with the University of Windsor and their music department, their School of Creative Arts. And with that, we do all sorts of things, which include master classes involving the students on stage in various ways, um, uh, teaching, having their students involved in our open dress rehearsals, uh, just a, a a myriad of things, but what it's done is created a real sense of community around the university and the orchestra as almost one entity, even though we're two distinct um, entities. And so this idea of building bridges and creating partnerships is really, really important to me. And it's it's just how my mind works. It's how I think. Um, and so I, I look forward to uh, the, the idea of what might be possible in Winston-Salem around the corner. Especially with uh, your alma mater there, the UNC yes. School of the Arts. That's, that's exactly right. And I, I mean, you know, I, as I mentioned before, I had such a fond memory of my time there. But the more distance that I have from my education, the more I realize how important and how incredible that education really was my six years at the, at the School of the Arts. Tell us about the program for the concerts uh, that you're conducting this weekend. So the program is uh, made up of three different pieces. The big, the big piece on the program, the second half, is a piece called Symphonic Dances by Sergei Rachmaninoff. And it was, a, it was the last orchestral piece that he wrote in his life. And he actually wrote it, uh, he was a Russian composer, but he wrote it living in America. And um, he wrote it for Eugene Ormandy in the Philadelphia Orchestra. And first of all, I think it's really interesting when you think about a composer writing for an, a certain ensemble and a certain conductor. They really have that sound in their ear. And so when you hear this piece, there's a big lushness to it and a color and a, and a real vivacious quality um, to the music. But there also is something interesting in the piece in that uh, he was inspired by um, uh, Richard R Russell Bennett and um, who suggested to him that he involve an alto saxophone, which is an unusual instrument to have in, a, in an orchestral piece, a symphony, symphonic piece. And so there's an incredible alto saxophone solo in the middle of the first movement of this piece. The piece is gorgeous. It's exciting. It's interesting. It's got lots of levels to it, lots of layers to it. So um, that's the second half. The first half uh, features the first violin concerto of Sergei Prokofiev, which is another piece that goes between really, really beautiful, lush sounds to really interesting and incredibly um, engaging sort of textures in the music. It's a really, really fascinating piece. And so those two pieces were the two pieces that were given to me as a candidate for music director, and I was asked to, to uh, open the concert with another piece. So I chose a piece, even though it's a few days after the official celebration by Leonard Bernstein, his 100th anniversary, of course, is 2018. And we're going to do three uh, dance episodes from, from his musical On the Town that he wrote just about the exact same time that Rachmaninoff wrote the symphonic dances. And those dances are going to sort of finish off, sort of create a cycle uh, during the course of the concert. You've certainly whet my appetite for that program. Uh, before we wrap up, I'd like you to describe the role of the music director in the symphony orchestra of the next decade. Sure. Well, I would say, for me, the most important thing that a music director does is in creates an environment for success for all of those who are involved. So first off, 
it's creating an environment for success for the musicians to be their most musical, their most passionate, their most connected to what they do. If I do my job correctly in rehearsals, that allows the musicians not only the freedom to express who they are, but the, the sort of space to do that as well. That then expands out into the community because, again, the role of the music director is so much larger than just conducting the orchestra. It's really the ability in a community to create an environment in which people want to work with you, that want to be successful, that want to make great music, and that want to engage with classical music. And if I can do those two things, um, then I think I will be successful as, as a music director. My guest has been Robert Franz, who leads the Winston-Salem Symphony in the Stevens Center, Sunday, January 6th, 3 p.m., and Tuesday the 8th at 7.30 p.m. The program includes Bernstein's Dances from On the Town, Prokofiev's First Violin Concerto with soloist Dovid Friedlander, and the Symphonic Dances by Rachmaninoff. There's a link to more information about the concerts at the Piedmont Arts Podcast website. That's wdav.org slash subscribe. Robert Franz, thank you so much for speaking with me. Thanks for having me. Subscribe to this podcast at wdav.org slash subscribe. And follow us on Facebook for classical music news, humor, and programming updates. WDAV is a service of Davidson College supported by listeners like you. Find us on the radio at 89.9 FM and HD1, streaming at wdav.org, or on our mobile app available at Google Play and the iTunes App Store. Thanks for listening.